Good day, folks. Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee, with your daily devotional. As I'm recording this, uh, uh, you are in between Palm Sunday and Easter of 2022. Uh, when you are listening to this, I couldn't tell you, but these uh, passages from the scripture are so true and so um, important for us to be reminded of over and over again. Today, I'd love to read another selection from uh, Journey to the Cross by Paul David Tripp. Um, probably, you know, one of the best of the 40-day Lenten devotionals that you could buy. And uh, I think our entire, there's a couple of groups in our church, a couple of different small groups in our church, entire groups of them that are, that are reading this together. And I do commend it to you if you uh, are interested in getting a copy of it. It's published by Crossway. Uh, I'm going to read what is called Day 36 of the 40 days of Lent. This is the story of Jesus um, entering the temple and uh, literally cleaning house. And you may be familiar with that. It's right after, in Matthew's gospel anyway, it's right after the triumphal entry, uh, which is described in Matthew uh, chapter 21, uh, verses 1 through uh, 11, I believe it is. But here, Paul Tripp says, Scripture records the anger of Jesus in the temple to point to who he is and to clarify our values. Now, that's fascinating to me. Uh, having been to the temple in Jerusalem, the, the, what's, what remains of it anyway, uh, five different times, having stood among the stones um, that were pushed over the Temple Mount down into the valley by the Romans in 70 AD when they came and destroyed the city and the temple. Um, uh, and, and having uh, actually stood in the, uh, the area of the court of the Gentiles, which is what some of this is describing, it's just amazing to me to read this and to um, just be able to see some of those massive stones uh, that are just have had just been pushed there and fallen into place and they remain there to this day. Well, here is uh, verses 12 and 13. Jesus entered the temple and drove out all who sold and bought in the temple and he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. He said to them, quote, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer but you make it a den of robbers. Um, so here's, here's Paul Tripps, uh, just great Bible teacher, uh, wonderful author, uh, great public speaker as well. But, but, and I've had the good fortune to, to meet Paul a couple times. He really is a great brother. And I just so appreciate his insights here. How quickly the emotion of the drama of Jesus' last journey changes. After the adoring crowds, the story takes a radical turn. This is another one of those messianic vignettes that we think we understand, but we need to examine it more closely. We see here the holy anger of Jesus more than at almost any other moment in his life. Do you know why he's angry? Is it only about commerce in the temple? Why does he call the sellers thieves? What is the zeal that consumed him in this moment? Why did he overturn those tables? And what can we learn from our Savior's holy anger? How can 
his zeal become our hope? (laughs) These are the questions begging to be answered as we consider this moment in Jesus' journey to the cross. Jesus enters Jerusalem. He takes no time to bask in the glory of the adoring crowds along the way. He knows he is on a mission of saving grace, and he knows how far that grace will extend. He knows that what is happening in the temple is not only a violation of his father's house, of promises made to Abraham, but also of what he came to earth to accomplish. Without care for what people will think of him, he is driven by righteous values and holy anger to act on behalf of those unable to act for themselves. Consider this meditation. I want to just for those of you who are able to watch anyway, I want to post it for you here. Just hold it up so that you can see how he's just uh, laid it out, almost like poetry. And it's, it's, uh, it's really written so beautifully. He's, he does such a great job. I so appreciate it. The temple highlighted your holy zeal. What was there exposed? Your loving heart. More than an institution, more than a historic place, more than a religious edifice, more than a place of public worship, it was your father's house. Anger filled your heart, holy, righteous, grace-infused wrath. The place for the Gentiles, now a house of commerce. Sales tables replaced praying places. Animal sounds replaced Sounds of supplication. This hallowed place, now a den of robbers. Market thieves had stolen the Gentiles' only place. Sellers violated your covenant plan. Merchants robbed your place of its glory. This place of divine love, now a place of human greed. No love for you. No sympathy for the displaced. No submission to your will. No care for your saving plan. Out of love for your father, compassion for those excluded, and commitment to promises made to Abraham, you, Jesus, overturned the plan of those who stained the father's house, declaring the zeal of your heart, your holy mission, your eternal position, This zeal, then and now, my hope. Your anger, then and now, my security. Your promises, then and now, my rest. Your grace, then and now, my life. For I know you will remain zealous, act in holy anger and overturn the final table. And I will dwell safe in your father's house forever. Mm, Amazing. So yeah, the court of Gentiles overrun with these booths where they were examining animals that have been brought in for sacrifice in, t- in the temple, rejecting many of them so that those who were selling animals, who happened to be from among the same lot 
that were approving or disapproving animals, those selling animals could charge for the animals they wanted to sell. And the mention of, of the pigeon is important because that was the poor, that was the sacrifice of the poor person, the, one that, the person that couldn't afford a sheep or a goat. All they could afford was a pigeon. And so these folks were taking advantage of the poor, taking advantage of the Gentiles, and had displaced all of them, turned many of them away because they just didn't have any money. Um, and then the exchange rate of the coinage as well that was going on there. Uh, so many reasons why that had all gone wrong and why the religious uh, leadership of the day had turned Jesus' Father's house, God the Father's house, it was meant to be a house of prayer, and they had turned it into a house to make profit. Well, I so appreciate uh, Paul Tripp's thoughts here in his book, Journey to the Cross. He closes with some reflection questions, and then I'll close us in prayer. These questions uh, are so thoughtful. I want you to Ponder these along with me just for a moment. What was Jesus angry about? What were the money changers doing wrong? So the money changers, the ones that were, you know, basically saying you couldn't. Yeah, first of all, they rejected your animal. If you brought one, they would reject it and say it wasn't, wasn't clean. Um, it, it wasn't spotless. They'd find something wrong that they could reject it. So they could sell you another one. And then, by the way, if you didn't come... If you, know, if you didn't bring in the right kinds of coins, temple coins, you would have to exchange your Roman coins or whatever kind of coinage you may have had for the temple shekels. And they would charge a great exchange rate. So they're making money by selling you an animal. They're making money by overcharging you for the exchange rate. And they're just greedy as they could be. And Jesus was mad because they literally were making it hard for people to come and worship, for people to come and offer sacrifices, for people to come and be in a house of prayer. And uh, man, that's just amazing. The modern day version of that reminds me of Chuck Smith, the old uh, uh, pastor who started the Calvary Chapel movement. <laughs> they used to go down to the beach in the West Coast there and preach to the hippies. And so many of them were getting saved and coming to his church to worship. And they were coming in scruffy just as they were. We sing just as I am. And he was singing just as I am. And they were coming just as they were. And uh, and they came in barefoot. And uh, they came into the church building. And some of the some of the folk in the church building got upset because the, the hippies were sticking their toes, their feet up onto, you know, the 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 back of the pew in front of them where the communion cup holders were and they'd stick their toes in the holes of the communion cup holders and i heard chuck tell the story once but he he the people of the church came, some of the older folks came and complained about that and uh, chuck said no problem not, not we'll take care of this problem and he literally had all of the the communion cup holders removed because he wanted, he, he let the people in, you know. So, 
uh, don't make it hard for people to come and to repentance and trust and faith in Jesus. Paul Tripp also asked this question, what fills your heart with righteous anger? Where do you see modern day money changers and what are you called to do about it? I have the feeling for a lot of us in this outrage culture, um, we've, we've become quite uh, uh, like a, our, our anger is a, is a, you know, it's like a, we got a hairpin trigger. It's, we just get mad about anything and everything. I'm not sure we're always getting mad about what Jesus is getting mad about. So I think we need to think that through a little bit more, but I'm, I'm glad he asked that question. What is righteous anger? And um, um, how, how can we tell whether we are, when we're angry about something, whether we ought to be or not? That's a good question to ask. So thank you for that, Paul Tripp. And last, um, it's easy to put ourselves on Jesus' side here, but how might you be guilty of some of the same sins as the money changers? Oh, that's, that's an uncomfortable question right there, isn't it? How is it that I, in my life, make it more difficult for others to come to Jesus? Maybe it's in my duplicity. Maybe it's in my um, lack of patience. Maybe it's my lack of kindness or empathy or sympathy. Uh, so many ways I'm holding back uh, others who might want to come and see Jesus. And uh, ah, let's let's pray and ask God to use us. Lord, uh, open our eyes to those kinds of situations in our lives that um, that need to change, we need to repent of, and uh, help us to be more like Jesus. And if we're angry, Lord, may it be righteous anger. Um, and, and Lord, may we work um, to change things uh, that we can. And Lord, may we uh, have our priorities straight. Uh, have our values matching your values. Um, and Lord, may others be encouraged to come to Jesus uh, because of what they see and hear in our lives. May the gospel flow freely from our lips and freely in our relationships, in the way we conduct our business in the way that we are creative, in the way that we um, uh, interact and engage with others in our entertainment choices. May the gospel just flow freely and may you fill our hearts with your presence and, and the fullness of joy that we can have in Jesus. And in his name we pray, amen and amen. Have a great day. This podcast is a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. Don't forget to also subscribe to one of our other podcasts, Curate's Corner with Kim Thomas. Every Friday throughout the season of Lent, join Kim as she looks at the story of Jesus' last week as told through classic art, prayers, and scriptures. You can subscribe to her podcast on all major platforms, including the Village Chapel YouTube channel, and you can find accompanying resources at lent.thevillagechapel.com. If you find this daily devotional beneficial, leave a review and share it with friends and family. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com. Artwork for this podcast by Kim Thomas. Music by Phil Kagey.